Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy J. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, after becoming king of the jungle, Jim White, not that one, the one from The mm. Telegraph, thinks it was like the perfect interview for uh, a manager's job for Harry Redknapp. Thinks uh, he showed all the credentials well, to manage young players. He had a point, I think. Yeah, you'll um, hear that. Yeah. We uh, we had quite an interesting uh, chat about Christmassy matters. Well, yeah, you really brought everybody down. <laughs> so I don't know if that will do it to the podcast listeners. It was really quite bleak. It was bleak. The terrible accidents that before you on Christmas Day. Uh, and Andy told us about his pocket money back in the... Back in the day. Back in the day, yeah, in the, in, properly the in the old days. money. So anyway, there's some sport in there as well, and here it all is. I do have to apologise for having no notes on the uh, Everton game last night, as we were out for our annual, uh, where we take the lads out for a, for a bit of Christmas dinner. Yeah, I think it needs a snappier title, that, the annual, <laughs> where we take the lads out for a bit of Christmas dinner. That's like Kevin Keegan construction, that was. Well, more in what works for us. Yeah, that's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, well, we had a very nice evening, it was great fun, and uh, afterwards we found ourselves in a cocktail bar. And uh, I did notice actually that every all you guys all ordered things like Negroni, quite quite sort of butch drinks. I ordered a Madame Peach. Yeah, cocktail. yeah, that, that didn't go unnoticed, of course. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant, but it was fun. It was a good. good it was. Night. So uh, and did see the Everton uh, game highlights when I got back. And uh, another brilliant bit of, of linesman play there. I, mean, I don't know how you don't see that. I really don't. It's unbelievable. So uh, you know. People who don't want VAR, I don't think you're going to have any choice. It's definitely coming. Well, no, he is. It it's, well, he is definitely coming next year. And it needs to be there because, you know, decisions like that are just, they're laughable, really. Mm. You know, you, also, when you can see Walker, he knows he's touched it. He knows he's offside and he looks to the linesman. You think, as a linesman, you, know, you think to yourself, mm. Ooh, I wonder if I've got that wrong. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> isn't it? But there you go. What, what can you do? Uh, what else have we got here? Uh Yes, I, I think uh, yeah that was interesting. See, Ronnie O'Sullivan mentioned uh, that he wants to be an entertainer like uh, Bruce Forsyth. Is that what he said? Yeah, we well, said not a song and dance. No, man. no, no. When he plays snooker. Oh, okay. He said he said I like to entertain people. Bruce Forsyth was an entertainer. Tommy Cooper too. People just mm. like to be entertained. I thought I thought he was going to do like Ronnie O'Sullivan's <laughs> "Play Your Cards Right" or something. <laughs> well, the son brilliantly mocked up Brucey, the late great Brucey. With a snooker cue. <laughs> Did they mock him up? I wondered if he'd appeared in a kind of snooker sketch or a snooker bit well, it somewhere. Does, well, I don't know, because they did It doesn't thing. look like it's mocked up. It looks like he's dressed like that. Well, it says how iconic TV star Bruce Forsyth might have looked. Ah. 
as okay. a snooker player. But so it was yeah. very convincing Photoshop, so well done, everybody there. That's good, isn't mm. it? Yeah, it was, actually. Um, yeah, just returning to the sort of incident on the weekend, it's very interesting to hear the bloke now has been identified and he comes out. And I was saying to you before the show, Paul, it is amazing. that He says, I was completely out of order, but I've lost my job and my season ticket now, so everybody's got what they wanted. And you think, you really aren't the victim here, mate. You can't paint yourself as the victim. Mm. It's so wrong to do that, you know. It's not what everybody wanted. It's what happened because you made a mistake. You did something wrong, and that's the consequences. You have to face the consequences. You're not the victim. It's just incredible. I've not seen that, Andy. I've not seen those quotes. So, uh, yeah. And then a Chelsea fan wrote a piece in uh, one of the broadsheets saying he hadn't heard any racist language over the past 20 years at Chelsea. I was like, what are you talking about? You're deaf. I mean, you know, and then he had to go and apologise, of course, because there has been There's a lot of anti-Semitism. There's a lot of yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff. You know, it's, it's, that's, that doesn't help that sort of comment. You know, we all know we all know it's there. Doing it by covering it up doesn't help, does it? Uh, what else have we got here? Oh yeah, talking of uh, feeling guilty, liberal guilt. This is uh, this is good in the Guardian today. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is such a brilliant Guardian piece. Should I feel guilty about buying a Christmas tree? No. <laughs> you really just shouldn't. write no on it. I have. I've written no. Why? What's the what guilt? What well, guilt is there? Know, millions are grown and cut each year, but is this a, a, an environmental disaster? Oh, okay. You know, that's right. Imagine they are grown to be. Sold, aren't they really? They are grown for that purpose. They wouldn't be grown otherwise because it's a massive no. trade in them. No, absolutely. You don't just happen upon them, and you, do you really? People, so. Yeah, people do all right out them. Yeah. And uh, a pizza delivery guy says he's a breatharian. Have you ever heard of a breatharian? This is someone that doesn't eat any food. They claim that they can get all the nutrients that they need from air. And they, yeah, that's amazing, really? isn't it? Yeah. Not yeah, with the race like course. Alan. Not with the race courses in Scotland. <laughs> Not that race. No. Hang on, I, I don't get it. So what? Are, what yeah. do they live on then? Just nothing. So you say what you're living on? Fresh air. And you say yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He he uh, he has a hundred calories a week. I don't know what that might be. Yeah. In the past four years. Sausage roll. He weighs thirteen. He has a real splurge. He, he weighs thirteen the stone. This bloke. He says Hindu meditation uh, lets him give up grub for three months at a time. It doesn't uh, sound healthy, does it? Well, I don't know. I've heard somebody. I've heard it is quite healthy. You know. But, you know, I, don't, I can't understand the science of that, Andy. Really, how do you, I've never heard of that before. Oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a yeah, new it's one. A breatharian. Oh, I've heard of that years ago. Yeah, right. It's flexitarians. That's people that eat meat, but only when they feel like it. Or something oh, that, like. that sounds like a bit of a cop out. That can't be what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's just it is. that's a carnivore My you're talking about. Flexitarian. Yeah, I don't eat. I don't eat meat when I don't fancy it. <laughs> What a strange thing to yeah, be. It probably isn't accurate. Yeah, it probably isn't accurate. And although you can get it for people who aren't vegetarians, the Cornish pasty with a whole Christmas dinner in it. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Do you get? It? Is it one of those where you get the Christmas put at one end and you get yeah. the turkey and all the trimmings at the other? No, it's pate to start with at one end. Yeah. The middle's got turkey with stuffing, spuds and pigs in blanket. I don't know how they get all that into just a small little pasty. Yeah. And the end and the other end is a festive pud with brandy sauce. Cool. That sounds good. Where are you getting those from? Uh, Morrison's. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, fair <laughs> enough. I thought you going to say somewhere sort of artisan in the West Country. Not about 20 yards from the studio. Oh, okay, fair enough. But uh, I'm, I'm prepared to give it a go. We'll get you know. some in, shall we? <laughs> Please. We'll, we'll have to yeah. in the local Delighted. Morrison, so we'll do that for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. If you look at the manager's odds uh, with mm. your favourite bookmaker at the moment for any jobs that are going, you'll notice rather than being down among the... 500 to 1 shots. <laughs> really? Harry Redknapp is, is moving up the pecking <laughs> is order. Is he really? And that's no, not because his stock has necessarily risen higher in the world of football in recent weeks, 
but uh, it has generally, of course, because of his fine performance uh, in I'm a Celebrity, where he was crowned King of the Jungle on uh, Sunday night. So you wouldn't immediately see a correlation between the two. No. Um, but Jim White, writing in the Telegraph today, thinks there was stuff that uh, Harry did in the jungle that would uh, endear him to a club chairman, potentially. And he's here to explain why. Are you, Jim? Um, I'm very good, thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, I think it was the I think it was the eating parts of a kangaroo that, um, you know, they thought, <laughs> oh, well, that'll save a bit of money on the catering bill. Yeah. Um, it's a good theory, though, that you've got, the idea that, you know, because he was able to communicate to young people, not only on the show, but also viewers who were voting for him, that it would suggest that he's still in touch, yeah. you know, with the average age of a football. Because that would be a fear, wouldn't it? Some chairman would say, oh, Harry, he's got a great experience, but maybe he's a bit old now to kind of relate to, to young uh, kids of sort of 19, 20, but I think he's proved he can in, in that environment. Exactly. I mean, he's on, on set in the jungle with a group of young soap stars, um, social media influencers, those kind of people. And they loved him. They absolutely loved him. If you looked around that camp, if Harry had put together a, a football team out of that lot, and we assume uh, uh, that Nick Knowles would have been the guy putting out the cones. I don't <laughs> think he'd have been playing. But if he'd have put a football team out of that lot, they'd have run through big brick walls for him. And I think what was really evident um, seeing him in the jungle was that he has that ability to empathise with people, which is actually a really important quality amongst uh, football managers. You know, you can be a great tactician. You've obviously got to know about health and fitness and so on. But ultimately, you've got to be able to empathise. And people have thought, oh, you know, he's a pastor, he's an old dinosaur and so on. But actually, that ability to be a good guy really would um, make him connect with uh, young people and actually yeah. you know with with these with these kids who are you know he may not know what instagram is you know but never mind i mean mm. there are there are some fairly infamous clips online like anybody else you know he's not a saint and there's been times in his career where he's getting smacked on the back of there with a ball at training we all remember that one <laughs> no wonder one. he's in the <laughs> reserves of course is the great <laughs> line or gets a, a question he doesn't like and he thinks is unfair in a press conference he can turn H, can't he? But we didn't see any of that. And he's under real pressure in that environment. He's hungry. He's tired. He's he, he, In a lot of cases, if it's true that he hadn't really seen the show, didn't quite know what he was letting himself in for. Yet you really didn't see any no, of that, I wasn't did buying you? that thing that he thought. I, I, I thought that was re- I, You know, he was installed as favourite to win it. And I thought, no, no. The old, the old Harry temper, as you say, the famous clips on YouTube <laughs> of him being hit by a ball at training and so on. I thought that's going to come to the fore. Especially, as you say, when you're a bit hungry and tired and so on. But no, he was really calm. He was really relaxed. And I think that... Really, those experience of being a football manager um, really helped him in the jungle. And, you know, actually, you say, oh, he's past that, he's 71. Well, so's Roy Hodgson. Yeah. You know, mm. uh, Neil Warnock's 70. Claudio Ranieri is 65. Um, or maybe even 67. Manuel Pellegrini is 65. And there's a reason why those guys have still got value. Mm. It's because they're able to empathise with people. You know, someone brilliant, a, a brilliant tactician uh, like Roy Keane, he's failed as a manager because he can't get on with people. And I think Harry has shown that that is the most important quality of a football manager. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, he's not mentioned in those Red Adair roles. You know, a team 
changes manager because they're near the bottom of the table and everybody says oh Big Sam and you think well okay Harry Redknapp he, he did it at Spurs yeah he? went he into desperate. Tottenham as he reminds us two points after nine games mm. we were a disaster he got the win against Bolton and ultimately took him into the Champions League uh, but so yeah, you know this is the he guy he did it at Birmingham his last job yeah. he did it at Birmingham if you remember Gianluca Vialli uh, sorry um, uh, Gianfranco Zola had been in there it had been a complete disaster they looked destined for relegation um, he went in there three games to save them he saved them yeah it didn't work out the next season for him but actually as you say in the Red Adair role um, he might actually serve a function yeah. whether he wants to or not maybe he's got a taste for fried emu who knows <laughs> well, he'd prefer not to you've got two routes if you if you're a king of the jungle you've got two routes i mean he's, he's he can go back to what he knows football management which he's very good at or he could just go on the old celeb circuit we might see him on various panel shows or you know yeah, uh, he probably will I he think. might be doing like bake-off and stuff like so he, he's got <laughs> bake-off you know, he can, well, I don't know he'd be all right imagine you know celebrity <laughs> bake-off or something imagine him on bake-off you know sandra has cooked he can't even boil an egg Come on, it would be hilarious sandra yeah. has done everything for him uh, in the past as he admitted when he was in the jungle um you know he wondered whether he'd be able to survive without her so you know Spectacular, spectacular performance, but actually a reminder of what is important in football management. Yeah, yeah that's true. true. I mean, he's, true. he's also thought, uh, he said Arsenal's not up to much at the moment. He should go into the jungle. Maybe they do French, <laughs> French, I'm a celebrity. I, I mean, we'd love to. That. Yeah, he'd be I good. I thought of that. You're absolutely right, mm. Arsene. He'd be great in there. Yeah. He'd be really good. <laughs> what about, uh, what only, about? The only problem is, you know, the, mm. the, you know, when they came to cooking, He'd, he'd never actually get round to boiling the pot. There'd be a lot of preparation and never actually any delivery. That's the only problem. Yeah, that's exactly what that. What was. about Jose? That solved one of your problems. Yeah. <laughs> Start a petition. See if we can get a hundred thousand signatures. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm, let's not go there. Yeah. Let's not even okay. go with Jose. Jose in the jungle. That would be a yeah. really scary prospect. The other yeah. thing Harry said was he thought it was uh, the jungle experience would be brilliant for football clubs to do pre-season as a kind of team bonding. Exercise. I mean, the idea of a couple of players facing each other and eating sort of uh, uh, whatever um, eyeballs, etc., kind of could be good for team spirit once the season got underway. I mean, that's interesting, isn't it? Another use for the jungle. Mm. But also, the program has developed because when it first came out, it was basically an opportunity for people to gain revenge on celebrities. And again, I thought that's what was going to happen with Harry. I thought every Southampton fan in the country was going to gain yes. revenge for the fact that he'd walked out on the club and make sure that he did the bus trucker trial. Mm-hmm. But now it seems to be a, p- a place where you can go and celebrate your niceness. Yeah. Really different change in the in the way the program has developed. I think. Yeah, and it's not mm, affected the figures, is it? Really, it's uh, it's 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 been a successful. Year, so maybe that's that's the future of it. So uh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I, 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 and I think you know on a wider thing, you know, she's May. Get her in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I think she. I think she'd. Well, that's next year. Off at the moment. Yeah, and that probably yeah. will happen next year. Uh, Jim, <laughs> uh, thanks very much. Brilliant. Love you speak to you, boys. There we are. That's the Telegraph's uh, Jim White there on the, what the jungle has uh, done for Harry. Yeah, maybe there are some chairmen out there who have mm. put him back on the old shortlist, and, and they should do because, as we said, he's got a few clubs out of trouble, including mine. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, Right. 
For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Morning. Morning. Yeah, sorry about that. A long gap there. Uh, Andy, he, he wasn't in the loo. With <laughs> Don't the, blame the, me. No, I'd say he wasn't in the loo with the Daily Mirror under his arm. Like, <laughs> as can often happen in the morning. Uh, <laughs> what? What? He says, what? I'm here. I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> Music's been playing for about 20 <clears throat> minutes, Al. You're here now. <laughs> mm. Back tomorrow at 6, of course. Uh, now. Ish. Ish, yeah. 6 for 6.30. Uh, drinks at 6 and then 6.30 <laughs> for... For uh, the the bacon butty or the sausage with mustard, which we understand yeah. he has now, no bread. He's no on the, bread. Yeah. On the no bread pre Christmas. Maybe because he knows if he has bread, uh, he's going to have to run for sixteen minutes. <laughs> this Maybe is the, a good I mean, story. Victoria was just breaking the news. <laughs> Excuse on, me. We're not breaking mm. the news. Telling us that story mm. uh, there, and um, I think we're going to speak to a boffin, um, possibly tomorrow about this to look at the science behind it. But the idea that it says here, if you have one thick slice of turkey. You should then. You need to either walk for sixteen minutes or, mm. or run for eight to to work it off. I mean, if we have our Christmas dinners in our tracksuits, and you have a nice big thick slice of turkey, immediately go out and go yeah. for an eight minute run. Come back, and you can have you have three large roast potatoes, then go out for a fourteen minute run. Then have your pigs in blankets, go out for a six minute run. You'd be fit ill. Then you have your Christmas pud, and you go out for an hundred and ten minute run, and then have a mince pie. Uh, have a twenty-minute run and then be violently ill. You would be. Well, I think you'd be violently ill the whole time. Yeah. So you can't right. run after you've eaten. But I think you'd be lucky to get any turkey, according to the Daily Star. Is there a turkey a, shortage? Oh, there's a shortage. Fear as killer bug hits stocks. Okay. A Brit uh, Christmas dinners could be ruined. They won't be. Could be ruined by a shortage of turkeys. I bet there isn't. Anyway, so uh, that's what they're saying. But I'm sure they won't. Be. Well, I, well, we've got one on order. So um, I hope, hope he turns up. He knocks on the front door with a six, spotted handkerchief on Six out of ten people will not be having turkey, you know, because they, they were going for the sort of plant-based uh, Christmas. And, of course, uh, Tinsel, he loves vegans. Well, he's a, he's a massive... He's, I think he's head of the, uh, he's the, head the, of the vegan the, the Turkey Association. Yeah, he's right behind he him. He's a big be, promoter. He'll like our chat with Dale Vince, old, uh, won't he? Yeah. He'll love that, the, he the Forest Green like chairman. He's a, mass, he's a Forest Green fan. 
Ten now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of Christmas stories around, of course, as you expect this time of the year. And uh, nothing sacred because apparently Rudolph's red nose yeah. would have looked green to other re- reindeer because the reindeer are colour blind. <laughs> who's, who's bothered? I mean, well, you I mean know. we know animals still see colours different. My viz. Uh, not wearing it, but I mean, <laughs> it works on a road gang. <laughs> so when he sees it, he gets a bit sees, angry. Sees anybody. Yeah. Sees any- I'm hoping if maybe Barcelona wear that bright yellow kit tonight, be barking at the telly all the time. <laughs> no, they were, they going were, for Lionel's legs. They're going to wear their normal kit. Yeah. But the, but, the but, pink one they wore the other day was yeah, nice. Yeah, he's got this. You, you go out somewhere, and they've walked her in the past, and of course uh, the naughty boys who are there doing a little mm. bit of community service, picking up the litter in the park, she homes <laughs> in on them. Oh, really? But they show themselves very often to be dog lovers. Oh, well. So whatever they've done, they are dog lovers. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's nice. what I've discovered. But, you know, it's, it's, she goes, she goes mm. steaming in like some kind of police dog, violently barking <laughs> at them, just because they've got yellow bibs on. Uh, it's true. I don't know what's wrong with the times. Uh, they've got a weather forecast. There's nothing like the stars when we talk with John Kelly. They say, today will be misty at first, but turn brighter. Where's the scare in that? Yeah, well, come on, we need a bit more of a scare, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Eden Hazard has dropped one of his massive hints about Madrid. You think, well, I think fair enough, as long as he doesn't go in January. I Was it that old one enough. where he's wearing a Madrid shirt and <laughs> just a sombrero over the donkey you, under his arm? You know I love Madrid, he says. Dressed as a know. matador. Was it that one? <laughs> I want Monty Fresco. Yeah. <laughs> in the old days, that's what you would do, wouldn't it? Yeah. Dear old Monty was taking pictures and you'd mm. get a player to dress up in the style of the club. Mm. Uh, he was either playing for in a cup final yeah. uh, or about to sign for. i tell you what I have got for you. Mm. Uh, it's a very interesting thing that came up yesterday. Of course, we can never actually... Oh, here it is. Yeah. It's, these are the sort of injuries that you can get at Christmas. So you'll like this, I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is it's, it's done by the numbers. So mm. uh, four was the age of a girl who put a metal bell in her ear so she could listen to Jingle Bells. And a 36-year-old swallowed a drawing pin when he sneezed. Well, that could happen any time of the year. It's not particularly yeah. Christ- Christmas. These Christmassy thing. things, aren't they? Six, number, uh, six is the number of chocolate oranges wolfed down by just one dog, which, of course, is very oh, dangerous for good, a dog. Yeah, no, yeah. chocolate, yeah. Uh, 11% of people who have burned themselves with hot cooking fat. Well, that's about average, wouldn't it? You think of all these people cooking. Uh, the number of days spent in hospital by those injuring themselves putting up Christmas lights, 15 uh, this is re- this is research. Do you want the horse's mouth situation, as Glenn would call it? Yeah. Uh, nurse told me once, Christmas Day, dog bites and asthmatics. Oh, really? That's the main thing. Dog, oh, okay. Everybody's jumping dog around. Bites. Oh, so the dog Family gets overexcited. Gets overexcited. Yeah. Everything's going on. Oh, yeah, um, that's not good. And so the dog bites because the dogs get to it. And uh, hmm. for whatever reason, all the excitement can brings on quite a lot of asthma attacks. But this one, look at this, in a 13-year... And it, you'll be covered in my new book, Dog Bites and Asthmatics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a great book. Uh, during a 13-year period, hmm. 26 people died watering their Christmas trees while leaving the lights on. Oh, that... Really? Seriously. That's oh, it. That's, I mean, that's, a, that's terrible. Darwin really. Award situation, isn't no, it? No, no. Really? You've got to think <laughs> they are electric lights. After and, all, they're plugged in And you'd the expect moon. a certain amount of people to be affected by food poisoning. And uh, yeah. You're making Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Well, you got anything else? <laughs> Do you Great. not like these? I quite like I'm quite I, fascinated. I am fascinated. How people could get injured yeah. uh, over Christmas. 35% of people are allergic to real trees. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, house fires because of t- uh, tea lights and candles. That's always a risk. You can yeah, it is. I, I don't think I'm going to bother. It is bleak. The producer <laughs> just said, you may have heard him say, this is bleak. <laughs> is it bleak, is it? All right. I'll, I've gone carry on. <laughs> it's bleak, but I'm... I, it's bleak, but I'll I, carry on. I, I quite like them. 
200 people will hurt themselves due to not removing all the pins from a new shirt. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? But you yeah. think about it because it's oh, easily the humanity. done. It's what easily done. What kind of done. damage you're going to likely... You're just going to well, go... Yeah. Boom. You go, oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. oh. Then you'll take the You're pin not going to end up in hospital, are you, with this little I wouldn't think pinprick so. in the neck or something like that. I don't think Unless you've got a very low pain threshold. <laughs> 350 are the number of people injured in the UK every year putting up lights through falls, electric shocks and, and kids swallowing bulbs. How does that happen? <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, a thousand people are injured by their Christmas tree. Is this what, right? every year? <laughs> what, it falls on them? Yeah. Basically, trying to fix decorations and it falls well, on them. Well, I can understand that. People get on... Get sort yeah, of or standing up. barefoot on a broken bauble. Putting up their lights outside. That's right. imagine Brian Badondi, that is. Yeah. <laughs> barefoot on a broken bauble. There will be a, there will be a few people, <laughs> obviously, putting up the lights outside. I did ours the other day, and you're, often, you're up a ladder there, and you think, well, you know, yeah, it could happen anytime. Yeah, of course, absolutely. Of course. So, uh, and yes, 2.6 million people have injured themselves, not last year, but over the years, yeah. while falling off a ladder, as you've just mentioned, Paul, putting up the Christmas decorations. So the, the net thing there, was, uh, the, the lesson to be taken from that is be careful out there, as they say it on, as they say it, as they say it on Hill Street as they, Blues. As they say it, as they say it, you've become very West Country since you started vicariously supporting Torquay. Yeah, it's very Got a bit of breaking news for yeah, you, actually. Okay. Um, Lord Herman Oosley, uh, of course, who set up Kick It Out, uh, is to step down after 25 years. Uh, it's going to be at the end of the season. He'll be standing down. Nothing to do with uh, recent events. Because uh, okay, he was very, I mean, obviously, as he always would be on. He's a spokesperson over the last few days. Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, um, yeah, uh, Lord Oosley's done a sterling job, of course. Well, well, I didn't mean it like that. He's done a fantastic job, is what I meant to say. <laughs> there was absolutely no pun intended. <laughs> no, but absolutely. certainly did do a sterling job over the last few days. Um, we'll be standing down after uh, 25 years and that is some legacy really because they do fine work the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from talk sport I wonder if the listeners have, have still got that maybe you're maybe you see you go and see your nan or something every so often and then she'll kind of give you a fiver do you know mm-hmm. what I mean well, obviously I can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it'd be difficult, really. It would be difficult, really, via a medium, of course. But there probably are people, the listeners out there, here, oh, look, buy yourself a buy yourself a drink. I'm like, no, I don't need it. I'm a hedge fund manager. You know, just really, I, I kind of live in Virginia Walt overlooking the 18th, you know, I'm worth about 40 million a year in, but go on, buy yourself, have a, get yourself something nice. So maybe you still get money for goals, even as an adult playing Sunday football. So if you're still being treated uh, like that, uh, let us know. Uh, The little bonus that you are still paid that's maybe a a hangover from your youth. Talksport.com forward slash Agent J. You can text to 81089. You can tweet uh, to TSHNJ, T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And we'll bring you the best of those before four o'clock. I'm sure there's a few out there like that still get a little treat. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Why not? Did you, you, I mean, you used to go and see your nan, she'd say Rolls Royce or something. No, no, no. My grandfather used to come over every Sunday and give me half a crown. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> That's a long time ago. That was a it? lot of money. That was a Paul's win then, wasn't it? Um, what, would, what, would you, uh, what would you do with it? Save it or spend it at the sweet shop. You know, something straight like down, that. just straight down the sweet yeah. shop. Or I'd put it together for a record, you know. Really? Oh, yeah. Single. Marvellous. Yeah, what was the first single you ever bought, Andy? Can you remember what it was? Uh, Hello, Little Girl by The Foremost. 
<laughs> well, I did ask. <laughs> you did ask. That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't know that I, even remember. I don't even know that song. I would sing it for you, but, you know... You, Can we find it? It'll make you ill. Excellent. Find so we'll, we'll find it. Um, it's called Hello, Hello Little, Little Girl. Girl by The Foremost. By The Foremost. What year would this have been? Oh, about, about 1620. 64? <laughs> something like that. 16. Okay. It's, it's a madrigal, says the producer. <laughs> yeah, so it's kind of got a massive... really good lute solo. <laughs> Yeah, it's very, very good. I think so, I been about 12 see if we can find like that. that. Yeah, mine, but mine was "Give Me Just a Little More Time" by the Chairman of the Board. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, I love that. That's great. Uh, closely followed by, um, I, I think the second single was probably "Back Home" by the England Squad in 1970. <laughs> really? Yeah, quite possibly. Okay, here it is. Hello, little girl. We're going to find. We're going to play. Oh, it I think the Beatles did a version of this as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why did you know? Buy- wrote it. Uh, I don't know. Why didn't I buy the Beatles version? Well, it would be worth a few quid. I don't it, was written by, it was written by John Lennon. Yeah. Oh, what about that? It was in 1957. So it's a beat. What? By, by John Lennon in 1957? Composed by John Lennon according to Google. I mean, I'm, okay, well, right, well, we may look into that. I need the Beatles <laughs> completeness out there for that one. <laughs> well, anyway, it could. Well, you could well be right. So anyway, we will um, play you that uh, a little bit later on. It's apropos of absolutely nothing. We will return to the sport. Um, as we said, we're looking at the football tonight, and I'll look oh, more. Yeah, 1963. Sorry. Oh golly, I was, so ele- that, I was 11. Yeah, you were 11 years old, and mm. you and you went out with all those Arthur Crown safe. I mean, you could. Yeah. I mean, a single then. Six and eight, I think. Is that what you? <laughs> I'm your, doing this delivery to annoy your, the producer. Ask your granddad, kids. Six and eight. <laughs> Don't tell me, me. Six and eight. Um, so anyway, we, we are looking this afternoon for mm. those uh, little treats uh, that you still get, even as an adult now. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TSHEJ. We got it. Here it is. Oh yeah, you could you could imagine. So it, it was originally a very very early Beatles song, mm. was it? Or a John Lennon song, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would have it would have been covered in the Beatles, wouldn't it? I would have thought. Mm. It is the first song written by John Lennon. Apparently. There you go. Yeah, well, See, I had taste even, even 19, then when I was 11. 1957, you're absolutely right. And was used as one of the songs that the Beatles did in their unsuccessful Decca audition. Uh, where go. the bloke said, yeah. uh, <laughs> now we'll pass if that's all right. <laughs> Stu Sutcliffe on bass yeah. uh, on the original. Uh, yeah. But uh, Andy, had, had you bought the Beatles version? He was the same bloke that said De Bruyne wasn't very good. Oh, no, that was Jose Mourinho. That's, Sorry. That's, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. The bloke from Decca <laughs> thought De Bruyne wasn't very good. Certainly. So, yeah, Excellent. the foremost version. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's probably worth Fortum Saintly. And uh, the Beatles version is probably worth about 10 grand. So oh, yeah, yeah. That's well done true. on buying the foremost version. So there we are. A little trip down memory lane. Yeah, thanks. Well, all those two and sixes went to. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Apparently, pocket money now, on average, for a sort of eight-year-old, was about six pound fifty. So they say. I, I googled it. Right. Which I mean, I used to get the equivalent of twelve and a half p. But you used to go. You could buy a two-bedroom <laughs> house with that sort of money then, couldn't <laughs> yeah. you? Really. So it was, these were different times. Okay. Um, we will catch up with you tomorrow from one. Thanks for downloading us as always. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.